What up? Happy Monday morning. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren. Today, we are going to talk about ice cream in the age of summertime. Plus, I uh, want to say a huge congrats to the uh, women's U.S. soccer team winning the World Cup final yesterday. That was very fun. Hope you had an amazing 4th of July. That's, of course, why we're going to talk about uh, ice cream, because I've got some some stuff to talk about. Uh, I want to say two things about True Detective from last night. One, uh, if you looked up apoplectic, or if you were wondering what apoplectic meant when uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, Colin Farrell were talking about apoplectic, uh, it means overcome with anger, and that was why they were both arguing. So that's your uh, word of the day, which I won't keep doing, but I, I thought it was interesting that they both used, used a word that I'm sure uh, Google saw a spike in last night. Also, Vince Vaughn, why are you ruining the show? Please, please, please get off of True Detective. I just, I can't. It's the weirdest show for me on every level because I love the story and I kind of want to see where it's going, but every time I want to get into it, he gets right in the way. And as much as I thought... Sorry, I inadvertently put a spoiler in there and then deleted it for your enjoyment. Sorry about that. Won't happen again, I promise. Okay, it's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, so it is Monday, and you've had a very long, hopefully an extra long, hopefully really relaxing, hopefully you got some stuff done, hopefully you uh, you hit the grind a little bit as much as you hit the beach, because I find those are the best weekends when you get some stuff done and get some relaxing, got to do all of those things, so uh, excited to get back at it. And I want to talk about ice cream stands, because you may or may not know this, uh, I'm guessing you probably do, but if you don't, if you're new to the podcast... I have a toddler, uh, and if you have not had a child or you have a child under the age of two, let's say, and anyone around you is telling you that it's the terrible twos, they're lying to you. They're telling you a dirty, dirty, terrible lie. It's not two. It's three you got to watch out for. Three you got to watch out for. And I love my daughter to death, but boy, oh boy, can she... Turn it on when she wants to. And twice this weekend. You know, because 4th of July, you're out enjoying the summertime. And what says summer than um, ice cream stands, right? So twice this weekend, uh, my daughter has had an epic, like, Death Star-level meltdown. And twice the people at the ice cream stand have kind of come to the rescue and fixed the situation. Once when she wanted a cup, decided she really wanted a cone. I know. First world problems. Second, when she decided she wanted a minion ice cream thing until she figured out the minion ice cream thing didn't come in a cone. Back to the cone. Um, third time's a charm. I got it. Kid needs a cone. Won't be a problem, ice cream stands. Won't be a problem. However, I walk away from these two things thinking to myself, how awesome is it that these places are doing this level of service. In both cases, I offered to, like in the case of the the cup to the cone, I offered to pay for the cone because I thought, well, it's my mistake, not your mistake. And they said, no problem, here's the cone, right? Which seems kind of no-duh, but you would be surprised how many no-duh moments you encounter on a daily basis that a brand or a business doesn't do that sort of stuff, which got me thinking about the time of year and the small frame of time they have to make those impressions. Now, every single person that's listening to this podcast lives in a neighborhood or a community where there is a family or somebody 
runs an ice cream stand that everybody goes to. Uh, we've got one here. There's We went to uh, one in Holland, Michigan this week uh, called Captain Sunday. So everybody's got one. And these places have three, maybe four months to make that kind of impression so that you come back year after year after year after year. Because, of course, there's all these national brands, these national chains that do ice cream year-round. And you can get ice cream anywhere, right? You can get it at the grocery store. You can get it at 7-Eleven. You can get it at Burger King. You can get it, at, you can get it anywhere. Um, it's not the commodity. The commodity is either the experience or the ice cream, or in a rare case, you get both of those together. And in these two cases, of course, they didn't need, they could have just said, okay, well, you deal with the screaming three-year-old. We got other ice cream just to sell, but they didn't. They stopped and made sure that, that this customer, my beautiful daughter, beautiful princess that was melting down at an epic level, was taken care of. She got what she wanted and was leaving that store happy. Why do they care about a three-year-old who won't remember going to that ice cream stand? Because maybe she will remember going to that ice cream stand. And maybe she will remember that they fixed her issue. And even if they don't, the parents do. And you bet your ass that we're coming back to both of those places because they treated us like we mattered. They didn't treat us like they were just getting the $3 or $4 or $5. And that's the amazing part when you think about an ice cream stand. They're not selling cars. They're not selling laptops. They're not selling Apple Watches. They're selling ice cream cones at a dollar to two dollars a piece. So if there if there's three people in a group, six whole dollars, maybe ten whole dollars, and they're making sure that these at least these two places. Maybe you're you have a place that um, they don't care about their customers. I don't know, but every single ice cream place I've been to this summer, and we love our ice cream at this house. Uh, every single ice cream place that we've been top of the food chain customer service. And so you think to yourself, if you only had four months out of the year that you had to make that impression, you don't have an opportunity to have an off night or an off day. You've got to make sure that every single one of those interactions are either as perfect as they can be or as brilliant as they can be, or you work to fix those. What happens if you had eight more months, you had a whole year, and you treated every single one of those interactions like you were an ice cream stand that only had the summer months to make an impact because then next summer you had to make that impact all over again. Because remember, when you're dealing with an ice cream stand, a lot of these places, they're on for four months, they make their money, and then they're done. Not unlike the podcast from Saturday when we're talking about the roadside tents for the fireworks. Same sort of deal, right? Those guys make as much money as they possibly can um, in those four or five days, I mean, they're they're open a lot longer, but I would I would venture to guess. I have no empirical evidence other than watching traffic, as there's one near my house. I would bet that in those four or five days leading up to Fourth of July, that's where they make most of their nut is right in those four or five days. And as an experiment, because I'd never done this before, we stopped at one on Saturday just to see. And again, those people were brilliantly nice. And now you're in an interesting buying cycle in that when you're dealing with fireworks, they now they have to unload it, right? So they want to be super nice to you to get you to buy more stuff. But even then, they could have just ignored you. I mean, the, the two people that at the tent that we stopped by, those they weren't older than 20, right? So what do they care if the customer service is brilliant? Well, these two did. And so there's something about the seasonal interactions that you have with brands, specifically in this case, ice cream, that I would love for you the next time you go out and buy ice cream, if you're, you know, you go uh, to your neighborhood ice cream stand on Saturdays, or maybe you go on Fridays, um, pay attention to how they treat that interaction. And remember that, like I said, if there's three of you in line, maybe it's $10, 
maybe it's 11 but I, you know, doubtful. Um, for $11, what are they doing? For $11, what are they willing to do? How much customer service are they willing to pack into that $11? And maybe that's how we should all look at our interactions with, I mean, if you want to look at it on a um, macro level, maybe that's how we should look at all our interactions with everybody. Maybe everybody should get the most customer service that they possibly can into each and every dollar out of the day. And if every brand looked at every person in the same way that this particular woman at Captain Sunday in Holland looked at my daughter when she was literally going nuclear, I think I would never have to do this podcast again. I think if we got to the point where that customer service was the expected level of customer service, I think the world would obviously be a much better place and brands would be looked upon a little bit differently. And we wouldn't have case in and case out of people that have these terrible brand experiences and and lots of complaints to be thrown about. We wouldn't have to do celebrations of service that's done well because that would just be the expectation. And I, I walked away yesterday thinking to myself, why isn't that the expectation? Why is the expectation that it's going to be bad? Because that's literally how most of us lean in, right? You go to a fast food place, you go to an ice cream store, you go to a hardware store, and you're just expecting it to be terrible. You're just expecting it. Why do I know that? Or how do I know that? Because when it's extraordinary, we all tell that story. And that's the fascinating thing about this whole story is that if extraordinary was normal, A, what would be extraordinary, right? What would that level extend to? And what would we talk about if if we just expected people to put the extra effort in? But we don't anymore. There used to be a time, and this is not a podcast, this never will be a podcast about back in my day, or wasn't it awesome in the 40s? Because I don't care if it was awesome in the 40s. We don't live in the 40s. Who cares if it was awesome in the 40s? It's 2015, and we get to tell story after story of these amazing places that are doing amazing work. Why? Because they're in the less than 1% or the 2% or 3%. 97% of your interactions, you're expecting them to be bad, and that is fascinating to me. And so on Monday, seems like the perfect day of the week to start this, start looking around and start looking at places that you can up that customer service for your customer. How much more customer service can you plop into that dollar? How much more blood, sweat, and tears can you get into that dollar to show them that literally every dollar matters? Literally. Because there's an ice cream store that's going to open today at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 3 o'clock in the afternoon that's going to put everything they possibly can into a dollar eighty nine. Everything they possibly can into less than $2. Have an awesome Monday. Go do something amazing. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast.